and welcome to American Catholic History, brought to you by the support of listeners like you. If you value this content and wish to see it continue, become a supporter at AmericanCatholicHistory.org slash support. I'm Noelle Heaster-Crow. And I'm Tom Crow. We start once again with a word of thanks for our supporters. Thank you, everyone who is supporting this podcast. We have about 50, a little over 50 people supporting us so far, and we're truly grateful for every one of you. Absolutely. I mean, it's not, no exaggeration to say we absolutely couldn't do this without you. Um, and uh, yeah, as we gain more support, we'll be able to offer more things. That's right. That's part of what we're going to talk about today. But um to get just get back to supporting if you want to learn more about supporting us um we're about 30 percent of the way to where we're we're hoping to get to in order to do more uh, work on the podcast um you can go to americancatholichistory.org slash support as i said before the lowest tier of support is just five dollars each month just five dollars um but if you're able to do a little bit more each month we have a few extra perks for you yeah and uh, the 15 dollar level seems to be fairly popular these days you get a mug and a sticker and of course all the access to our our, our conversations with folks and some other special content mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Yeah, because today's episode is a little bit different. And today's episode is really different. We don't have a story for you today like we usually do today. We thought we'd do a little bit of a wrap-up of the year and talk about episodes we've done, other things we've done, things and, we're hoping to do. And wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, shall we start by talking about some of our episodes? Yeah, that sounds great. We um, We did 33 episodes this year. Uh, ranging from, I mean, we did Mark Twain and Joan of Arc. We did other popular figures like Jack Kerouac and Ed- Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, we yeah, did. the Jack Kerouac episode got a lot of traction. There were a lot of people who were really enjoyed that. And, yeah, uh, and it was. I think that's it, especially because of, of who he represents in American culture. You know, he's people don't. And we talked about this in the episode. It's just it's unexpected to hear that he was a, he was a, he was a troubled but a devout Catholic. He, he, tr- he was a true believer, even though he had serious problems, difficulties with following, living up to the faith frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, when we were in Massachusetts, uh, so. Some of our listeners may have heard, I think we mentioned it, that we spent uh, most of the month of June in Massachusetts, where I'm from. My parents celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary on Good Friday this past year. And uh, so on Memorial Day weekend, we had a big party because a big party on Good Friday wasn't going to happen. You think they would have thought ahead when they were getting married 50 years? You know, that's what I said. Really? You couldn't have looked ahead 50 years and said... (laughs) It'll be good Friday, not a good day. Yeah. Anyways, um, so we had a, a huge party, all of my family there, and Tom and I, we we stayed uh, for another a month with my parents just to spend time in Massachusetts. But one of the things we did while we were there was to travel around um, and get footage from some really amazing historic sites there, including going up to Lowell and kind of doing a Jack Kerouac tour of, of some of his life. And it was interesting to see some of those places where he had grown up and the influences you can you can see those influences right there in in um you know the places where he had hung out the um going to see that that um stations of the cross right. that we went to see mm-hmm. where he had gone with his mother frequently um was really enlightening yeah. yeah the house where he was born is still there it's still private it's a private residence there's a plaque but private residence um and we also stopped by the like, Jack Kerouac Park yeah, right in right in downtown Lowell, and we um, 
stop by there. It's not not the nicest place anymore, but it's you know it's a park in downtown Lowell. So we stopped by there, and mm-hmm. they have some large stones with inscriptions of some of his his uh, his poems on them. His writings, his writings, yeah. right, right, yeah. And it was interesting. So we did take footage of our time there in Lowell, as well as some of the other historic places we went to when we were in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And it's all sitting, waiting to be edited right. one of these days when we have time or the money to hire. Hire somebody else, yeah. Somebody else to do some video editing for us. But we do want to share that with you eventually. We're, we're really hoping that we can do that because um, it's... Yeah, we stopped by Holy Cross Cathedral and the original site of the original Holy, uh, Holy Cross Cathedral in Boston. Mm-hmm. We stopped by Old St. Patrick's in Newcastle, Maine, which is the oldest Catholic parish in the United States dedicated to St. Patrick. And that was really fun because we got there and we thought we would just, you know, talk to the priest. We went to Mass there, but it was in the sort of new annex they had built onto the back of the historic church, not in the historic church itself. Mm-hmm. And we thought when we got there that... Well, we just maybe talk to the priest and say, can we go in and uh, see the church? And he said, well, here's this woman. She can take you in. Turns out she's, she's the, the actual historian, <laughs> the major historian there. Right. And she gave us, I don't know, a, a 20 minute yeah. talk on the history of the church and then took us down to mm-hmm. a museum that they have. Like, it was amazing. The church was was under renovation. They were in the last stages of a major re- restoration of the old historic church. So a lot of the um, items were not there at the time the in the statues of, of Joseph and Mary were covered with plastic but they did have the original altar which was actually brought from Europe by Bishop John Chevreux Jean Chevreux or as they call him John Chevreux um still <laughs> right. rankles me yeah which but, he had uh, used to dedicate the church yeah um just like what a year after he became bishop or something like right. that it was right he, at the same well, time he dedicated the church before he was consecrated bishop but since he was bishop elect he was able to consecrate so he became, he was named bishop elect in 1808 and the church was dedicated right around then um but it was right after he was named bishop but before he was consecrated so it's that's how early it is and he was named bishop in 1808 so mm-hmm. yeah that thought that was like well this is as as early on as it can get so right Right. And then from there, we went from like one end of New England to the other because the next day, was it the next day? I think it was. We went down to um, Silver Silver Mine, Mine, Connecticut Connecticut, to the um, Carl Carl Schmidt Schmidt Foundation, Mm -hmm. um, where my friend Sam and his wife and their children met us and uh, gave us a tour of, of... Carl Schmidt's paintings that they have there um, talked about his philosophy, which yeah. was just so fascinating. His philosophy of life and of art and of beauty of the importance of beauty and mm-hmm. the importance of Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they served us a, a lovely little lunch, lunch right there in Carl Schmidt's home. And it was just so neat to it's Sam, just this, Sam, of course, is Carl's his godson, grandson, grandson. Um, um, and so he, so, he kind of grew up there. It was a place that he went to a lot as a child and a lot of time there. Um, so, yeah. So, but it's still a functioning house and they still are able to, to do some interesting, you know, do things like cook in the kitchen mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And uh, so it was, it was kind of neat just to have this sort of living museum, I guess you yeah. could say, right there in Silvermine. Um, but they, it was incredible. So we have footage of that also in Carl and his wife, Jana, talking Sam about... and his wife, Jana. Oh, yes, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Carl's his grandfather. Um, Carl died in 89? Yes. Yeah. Carl is also Sam's older brother, so... <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's names that flow through the generations in their family. Yeah. Um, 
Sam and his wife, sorry. Uh, but we um, got to talk with him and we have some great footage of that as well. So um, again, we have all of this. We want to get it out to you. It's just a matter of our finding either either the time with our other projects that we're doing or um, the money, the money to pay somebody yeah. else to, <laughs> to do that for you. Yeah. But well, we um, did manage to get out a few, a number of conversations. So we, these are things that are released for supporters. We did put out some clips for just the general public, but we, we did conversations that ranged anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half with Deanna Witkowski, who literally wrote the book on Mary Lou Williams, the great Catholic jazz pianist. Mm -hmm. Um, Deanna herself is a, is a composer and a a classical uh, jazz pianist and she's incredible. She has her own album out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we did that one. Yeah. And so starting in April, Mm -hmm. we started producing these conversations for our supporters, like Tom said, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's some great little clips on our YouTube Mm -hmm. channel because we also started a YouTube channel. Yes, we did. We doesn't have a whole lot on it yet, yet. but you know, but, we have um, dreams, yes, <laughs> aspirations, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was great. That was a great kind of kickoff conversation with Deanna. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the interesting things in that conversation I found out is that my grandparents, my fa- on my father's side, um, are buried in the same cemetery as Mary Lou Williams. So, so we have to visit all three of them. Yeah, they're yeah rubbing rubbing arms elbows with greatness over in. That's kind of weird to say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the next one was with Matthew Bruninger, Dr. Dr. Matthew Bruninger, who's a friend of ours. He's a, uh, he's a clinical psychologist in Steubenville. He also is a professor of psychology at Franciscan University. Uh, and we talked with him about the importance of knowing your own history, what it means to know your own history and be grounded in who you are and, and what, what, what the people before you that you came from did and where they came from, and to the importance of being grounded in that so that you are then able to step out and do other things, but knowing you have this home base to come back to. Uh, and it's a great conversation. The first like 50 minutes of it was basically that question. And then we actually broke it up into two conversations because after we kind of kind of exhausted that part of the conversation after about 50 minutes, he said, I've got a question for you. And then he asked us why we're doing a history podcast. So we spent another like 40 minutes talking about that question. And that was, a, it was another view of kind of the same question, but it was from the other direction. And it was why we chose to do a history podcast. And it really was because as Americans, American Catholics, we don't, we don't know our own history. And it's a tragedy because there are so many amazing stories, as our listeners, loyal listeners would know. Um, <laughs> and we've only scratched the surface. Yeah. I mean, there's so many stories. Yeah. And Matt is just... He's, he's a great conversationalist. He's a great conversationalist. Like you said, we had an hour and a half conversation with him that we split up into two. Um, if any of you listeners are also listeners to or viewers of Matt Frad's Pints with Aquinas. You might have seen Dr. Matthew Brenninger on that uh, as well. He's been on a couple episodes with Matt Frad. And, um, he also has his own podcast now. He also has his own podcast. As a Catholic Therapist. Yes, so mm-hmm. definitely worth checking out mm-hmm. Matt's uh, Brenninger, not Matt Frad. Or uh, both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Matt Brenninger's uh, podcast and um and uh, yeah, yeah. So and then we, uh, we we went from the uh, the the heady straight to the fun with uh, Doctor Foley, <laughs> uh, Doctor Michael Foley, Dr. Michael Foley of, of Drinking Baylor, with the Saints, Baylor University wrote Drinking with the Saints. He wrote the book on drinking with the Saints. <laughs> um, 
So yes. we had a great conversation yes. with him. And Tom, he passed, the, I think, the quiz that Tom gave him in that conversation. Yeah, I asked him. So it's like, like we, of course, focus on, on American Catholics, and there are a number of American Catholic saints, and there, some had become saints or blessed since he did the book. But I, I went through, like, okay, let's find all the American saints that he puts into the book and figure out and see if he remembers which cocktail he assigned to them. And he did a really good job. He had to think through some of them and think, okay, the, this saint came from this place, and that's they're, they're famous for this, so I think I did this, or something like this. Yeah, he I, was I think, right on for yeah, most of them, yeah. yeah he, <laughs> he remembered pretty well, so yeah. that was a good conversation. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Doc- Foley also has his own podcast now, too, Drinking with the Saints, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, might as well plug all of our guests. Absolutely. <laughs> then uh, Dr. Kevin Schmeezing. Oh, yes. Kevin, that was a great conversation yeah. as well. I feel like we're going to say this for all of them because it's just so fun talking to all these people. But um, Kevin recently wrote a book called A, uh, a Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History. A Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History. Um, well, and it's not that he recently wrote it. He only recently published right, it. Right, okay. He started writing it before <laughs> we started this podcast three years ago. Which he was at pains to let us know right. that he was not stealing <laughs> our material. Um, and we didn't steal his because we didn't know he was writing it. <laughs> And there is some overlap. Uh, yes, but uh, Kevin is a great guy. I also actually went to college with him, and he uh, has his doctorate in in history. And he didn't start out, actually. He was explained to us uh, to study American history. It's just that as he was studying, he started finding, like we did, all of these great stories about American history. That and nobody else was telling. That nobody else was telling and realized that this was something that needed to be told. Yeah. So, um, so, so he, he did. dove in. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So that was that one. Then we talked with Anastasia Northrup, who is the founder of the National National Conference for Single Catholics. They mm-hmm. just changed the name. It used to be the National Catholic Singles Conference, but now it's the National Conference for Single Catholics. It's and it's a it's a really great event. Uh, we've been to it twice actually as a couple, which is kind of funny. We went to it once when I, w- I was asked to be the MC just before we got married, um, and then we went back this time as as American Catholic History to. You know, be there with with information about the podcast, but that because we organized a pilgrimage in conjunction with it to various holy sites, Catholic important Catholic sites in Southern Maryland, and um, well, we went to Southern Maryland. Right. And then Annapolis. Yep. We went to Bowie and mm-hmm. to White Marsh, which was really, really yeah. neat to go. White Marsh right. was where the Jesuits kind of established the, the church in this country. Right. Well, they did. Right. Because we were we were right in that room where John Carroll was elected as the first bishop. Mm-hmm. Of, and where they decided to organize Georgetown College. Yes. So just we were right in that space. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, like talking about going to these places, whether, you know, we're there and taking video or especially when you get to go in person and be in a place like you can see it, you talk about it, but there's just nothing like being in the place where history happened. Um, And that's what we are doing with our pilgrimages is bringing people to the place where history happened. You Mm -hmm. get to stand on the spot where those first Catholics from Maryland prayed the mass for the very first time in the United States. St. Clement Island. Right. Or like I, in what, in what was the colonies? It was the first mass in what was the colonies, 1638, 34. <laughs> anyway, but yes. you're absolutely right. Um, or, you know, as I've said, when we went to Kentucky the last time, um, being at the grave of the very first Trappists to come to the United States or, you know, uh, it, it was, was the United that, States yeah. then. Okay. 
This is the so thing. pedantic here. Ah, I'm just trying to be accurate. <laughs> um, or the graves of the very first Dominicans yeah. to come and establish mm-hmm. the Dominican order in the United States who were right there buried at St. Rose Priory. And there's something so powerful about being at that place and being able to pray. Yes at their graves. Um, It's indescribable, really, how powerful it is. Absolutely. And for me, the most powerful moment was Bishop Flaget's tomb, which was unexpected. But yeah, when we got to visit Bishop Flaget's tomb in the the undercroft of uh, the Cathedral of the Assumption in Louisville, Mm -hmm. um, which we, you know, I I sincerely invite everyone to join us when we go back to Kentucky, uh, Bardstown, Louisville, in August of 2023, because that trip, what she's talking about with... um, being there where the first Catholics did these things. Bardstown, Louisville, this is where the first Catholics came from Maryland over the over the Appalachians to establish the church in the inland of this continent. And it is just such a powerful place. It's um, you really, have that. Yeah, well, really amazing to get that feeling of of the hard work and dedication yes. that they put into spreading the faith. Like, right. just, just the hours they spent on a horseback and how far they yeah how far they traveled and and now yeah dear listeners you couldn't see but i smiled when she said the hard work they put into it because <laughs> our last our most recent conversation which we just published before christmas was with father richard gooden who first of all he's <laughs> he's descended from captain gooden who uh, went and saw the men and boys as thick as hasty pudding with father and i and yankee doodle anyway and he's, he's also classic He's classic Kentucky. He's awesome. Uh, He's he is such a he's such he he will spin a yarn like with the best of them. Um, That's why it's such a great conversation in that that Kentucky in that Kentucky uh, drawl. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's describe that accent. It's a drawl, and uh, but he we had a great conversation with him, and he told us a story about Father Charles Nerinks, who was the first pastor of the first parish west of the Appalachians, originally called Sacred Heart, but then when they built the new church in 1823, it was, the name was changed to Holy Cross, and he told us why the name was changed, but what he, but the more interesting story was the story about the mules, and the men, the men who were helping <laughs> to move the timbers with their mules, and they, they couldn't get the mules to move, and the reason they couldn't get the mules to move was because they didn't want to say the word they'd trained the mules to move to with father around, because it wasn't a very kind word. So... <laughs> <laughs> but father tells the story and it's hilarious and it's just the whole conversation's great. Um, I actually took that story and made it an excerpt that's available um, on social media, Facebook. on our YouTube channel, which everyone should go and yeah, subscribe it's on to. YouTube, it's on Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the, it, the whole conversation with father was fantastic. Yeah. We talked about the history, about um, how how Catholic that area has remained and how the families, it's the same families. Uh, and we, 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 we met him when we were in Kentucky in August of 2021. Um, and we, th- that's why we knew we had to have a conversation with him recorded for everybody else, for all of you, our, our, our <laughs> lovely, lovely listeners. Yes. And um, we said we got it. We got to record something. He was a favorite. People on that oh, yeah. pilgrimage were talking about Father Gooden and the sort of impromptu talk that he gave us at Holy Cross for. Right, because he didn't know we were coming. We showed up. The church is usually locked. He was there for some function. We show up and we, you know, we step aside with him just to tell him what's up and who we are. He ended up on the spot giving us like a 30 minute history talk on Holy Cross and, and some of these stories and times. It, it was incredible. Yeah. And the pilgrims loved oh, yeah. it. It was, it was the highlight Absolute of the trip highlight. for so many people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So uh, we'll, we'll meet up with him again at Holy Cross. Yeah, looking forward um, to that. Yeah, <laughs> actually, he's made a lot of renovations, beautifying that church, mm-hmm. restoring it to more of what it was originally since we were there. And it was pretty nice when we were there. But he's he's done a lot to... Right, well, putting the altar rail back, altar rail back and, and doing a lot of confessional painting, back confessional. in. So, it, you know, it, it did removed, not survive unscathed right. from the... But it wasn't recovated. It, it, it was yeah, just stripped entirely, down. But it was yes. just stripped down. Yes. But he, and fortunately, they didn't rip out the lovely uh, mosaic floor, tile floor. They just covered it with carpet that Father said the technical term is mauve, the non-technical term is ugly. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> so they is, yep. pulled out pulled out the carpet, and um, so we're looking forward to being being there again. So, um, but you know, all of this, of course, is based on these episodes, and the episodes are based on the stories that are out there. You know, these these amazing Catholics and these stories of Catholics who are out there. And like I said at the beginning of this, we did thirty three episodes this year. I'm going to quickly run through the names just to give a feel of how broad the scope is of the sorts of topics we cover. So, and I'll, I'll go as in, I believe this is chronological order. So we started with the Carmelite support tobacco, the first religious community established in the United States. St. John Neumann, the fourth, I believe, Bishop of Philadelphia. The only Bishop of the United States to be. The only male to be canonized. Canonized. No, he's not the only male. No? Father Damien. No, no, Father, da- yeah, Father Damien, right. Yeah, he's not the only right. male. He was He was the first male. He was the first male and the only one for a long time, yeah. but he is the only bishop of yeah, the yeah. United States to be canonized. Though Flagey so. should be, and it's a tragedy that he's not. Yes, and that's a point. Sorry, sorry I'm interrupting, but no, that is a fine. point to um, something that we talk about frequently here is that as we go through these stories and as we learn more, there are so many names of people like Bishop Flaget, who you say, how is there no cause right. open? How is there no cause being explored right. for this person? Because they just seem like a, a shoo-in a <laughs> for canonization, right? And and so part of our purpose is to really broaden awareness of these people. And right. hopefully one of these stories will catch your imagination. You'll get to know more and, and, and there will be some sorts of devotions developed to some of these really holy people who have been here and who have built up the church here in America. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just interjecting. So, no, 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 that, I, but. <laughs> I, I expect a lot of these will have interjections like the next one. We did this backstory of the movie Lilies of the Field, yes. which also included doing a reading group, which we're going to do another reading group. We were supposed to, and then one it never happened. Days. Right. <laughs> so I want, so we, we've, we already intend to do the actual book, um, well, on the Santa Fe Trail? Well, no, we talked about doing the uh, Death Comes for the Archbishop. Okay, we talked about both of them. Right, but we yes. did. Mm-hmm. A third one I want to toss in there, which I mentioned to you, and I, I bet none of our listeners has ever heard of, or very few, it's called The Witness of St. Ansgar. It's an amazing book about parish life in New York City in like the 40s, 50s, oh. 30s, 40s. It's a I haven't really, heard of that one, actually. really cool little book. I read right. it back in seminary. Well, anyway. dear listeners, if they're one of those books that interests you, send us a message. Let us know which one you want to listen to or read and just talk with, with us. us. Yeah. And uh, when might be a good time to start reading? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we talked about Mother Teresa when she came to America a couple of times. Uh, she was named an honorary American, one of eight people. Uh, And she was given the Presidential Medal of Freedom um, by President Ronald Reagan. We talked about Venerable Frederick Barraga, who was the first bishop up in the UP of Michigan, up in Marquette. Uh, and another one who, frankly, probably should be canonized. We well, he about, is on the right. On the he path, is. He's anyways. venerable. He's venerable. He's venerable. Right. Along with 
Matsukeli, who Samuel Matsukeli. we talked about Indeed. earlier, but they were mm-hmm. they were friends and yes, I think they were spiritual directors to, or mm-hmm. confessors to each other. Right. Yeah. Then we talked about the poet Claude McKay, a very interesting figure. Um, yeah. he, he had a conversion story. I liked that episode. Yes. But that's kind of what we say in every episode. I know. We're like, this, this is, is my this favorite is a great episode. <laughs> We talked about the very interesting story of the, the, the Pope's stone, a little cloak and dagger, and it's an appearance of our old, old friends, the Know-Nothings. Mm-hmm. They destroyed the stone that Pope Pius IX sent over for the inclusion in the Washington Monument. We talked about the Josephites, the only community established to work with the African-American community, or the first one, I should say. Uh, they're, they're a religious community of priests. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about John von Neumann, not to be confused with St. John Neumann. John von Neumann was, a, he, was a, he was a polymath, and he was an incredibly intelligent man and was very important in the Manhattan Project. He actually designed the mechanism that um, allowed the, the atomic bomb to go off, which, of course, is not a feather to put in your cap necessarily. But um, his incredible intelligence eventually gave way to the blunt force of truth, and he became Catholic before he died. Um, and, uh, then, so that was an interesting episode. Uh, then we talked about the Ark and the Dove, which were the two ships that brought the first Catholic settlers over from England to settle in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And we went to see the replica That's of, right. the, of the Dove The dove when we did our uh, pilgrimage with the singles group. Right. Because there's a replica of it at St. Mary's, mm-hmm. St. Mary's City. St. Mary's City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John Boyle O'Reilly, one of my favorite uh, <laughs> figures, the, uh, the Irishman who who escaped the penal colony in Australia, changing ships on the high seas and ending up willy-nilly back, uh, back in England and then anonymously got on a ship and ended up in Boston where he became the editor of the Boston Pilot and incredible. Mm-hmm. And, and, he was, and he was a man ahead of his time because he advocated for the rights of all people, regardless of race or creed at a time when that was a very rare thing. And um, he was very important in, in, in um, Jewish rights and rights for African-Americans and rights for just anybody like that. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible man. Um, yeah, and we went to the, his monument that's also right. when we were in Boston. We, we, so. have, we have pictures and footage of that. Jack <laughs> Kerouac, we already mentioned. Daniel Barber, who was an early convert, and his, his conversion from Episcopalianism caused a sensation. Jean-Louis Chevreux, or John Cheverus, the first bishop of Boston, who was a rather remarkable man, friends of John Adams and consulted by everybody. Um, Roger Maris, who I did not know was Catholic, um, but he was a very good Catholic. Gary Cooper, who had a, a conversion late in life um, and was a much more humble and... What's the word? He was just a much more humble and easygoing man than I expected. I'll put it that way. Hmm. Though I guess if you if you watch his acting, you kind of get that sense about him. And that was the thing about his acting. He just was who he was, and, yeah. it, and it just worked. So uh, Gary Cooper's story, we fittingly followed up by Patricia Neal's story, who right. also converted later in life to the Catholic faith as well. And that was one of the stories. I really loved her story. It's a story of so much hardship and suffering and yet so much grace also. And right. um, I didn't know all the details of her story. I knew a few of them. And um, I just love seeing how God kind of wove together all of that suffering mm-hmm. into just this this 
beautiful story at the end. Um, and for those who don't remember from listening to the episodes, Patricia Neal was one of Gary... Or haven't listened to it or yet, haven't listened but to it yet. should listen Patricia Neal was one of Gary Cooper's conquests, if you will. Um, he had many of them in his time before he became Catholic. Um, and he, anyway, we'll leave you to listen to the, the episode. Yeah, we don't need to story. tell right. all the stories. Right, no, right, no, I know, I know. Just that she's connected to him because we'll never they get had through an this affair. List if you keep... Shh, don't interrupt. I'll get through it faster. <laughs> um, I don't think that's what she is true. They had an affair, and eventually she she was brought to grace in part by Gary Cooper's daughter. So I'll leave I'll leave that there, <laughs> and then also Mother Dolores Hart, um, sister Sister Ignatia, and Alcoholics Anonymous. So the nun who helped, who was very instrumental in founding Alcoholics Anonymous and really giving it its heart. Uh, then the story of how the Immaculate Conception became patroness of the USA even before the Immaculate Conception had been declared a, a dogma. Um, the story of Maria von Trapp uh, and how they climbed every mountain but didn't. Um, <laughs> we actually just watched that movie yes, with my did. nieces and nephews. Right. <laughs> Andre Caillou, the a Catholic who gave his life in the Civil War, he, he was down. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going to get into every story. Father Francis Sampson, the paratrooper priest, Padre, who parachuted in on D-Day and has an incredible story. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Twain and Joan of Arc mentioned that, but how Mark Twain, who was kind of anti-Catholic, but he loved this one pure thing that he found in life. Uh, then ha- then the story of how three Roman, no, two, two Roman martyrs ended up in St. Martin of Tours Church in Louisville, Kentucky, which again, we'll visit that when we go next August. Story of Venerable Nelson Baker. Um, he was the great Buffalo priest who built the incredible Our Lady of Victory Basilica in Lackawanna, New York. Um, another great story. Clara Barton and St. Mary of Sorrows Church. So she, before she founded the Red Cross, she did work at during the Civil War, part of it at St. Mary of Sorrows Church in Fairfax Station, Virginia. The story of Doc Holliday, who I had no idea was Catholic. That's a great story. It is. <laughs> it really is. And I love the connection to Gone with the Wind, too, yes. which we didn't really get into in that story. So we have another story to tell right. you. Yes. I almost said Margaret Hamilton, but that was the actress. That was not the woman who wrote Mount Margaret Mitchell. Right. Um, yes. The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Hamilton. Right. Hamilton was Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Doc, I said, she was a witch. Junipero Serra. She was a nice person, but she was a witch. Junipero <laughs> Serra, the founder of California. Uh, then Father, Father Mulcahy. Oh, yeah. From MASH. Uh, one of the most important Catholics didn't actually exist. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe and the Blessed Mother. You know, I had known, and this is, I, I, I found this to be one of my favorite episodes because I had known about his poem to the Blessed Mother, but I'd never done the research on how he came to write it. And that was a really interesting story to get into, in part because the answer to how he knew so much about Catholicism really is no one's really sure because he didn't have a ton of exposure to it prior to, well, earlier in his life. So um, really interesting questions there. Uh, then Bloody Monday in Louisville, when the Know Nothings, our old friends, rioted and killed and burned down lots and lots of people and things. Um, and then, of course, our old friend Benedict Joseph Flaget, or my old friend anyway. He finally told his story after talking men- around him. Yes, and- so many times. Yes, yes. <laughs> And then we ended up the year with the Shrine of Our Lady of La Leche, the oldest shrine dedicated to the Blessed Mother in the United States. Uh, and it's, it was founded as a shrine in 1587, the first church being built there in 18, no, 1609. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyhow, so that was our year. Yeah. Plus, so out of all those episodes, which one would you pick as your favorite? <sighs> I know the impossible question. <laughs> that is an impossible question. 
Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't choose. <laughs> it is really hard. I have a few that I think I would put up there as, as my favorites of those, but I don't know if I could choose just one mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um, yeah. So we did a lot of, uh, uh, talked about a lot of stories, which of course is what we mostly do here. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did a couple of other little things. We gave a talk. That's right. A talk. <laughs> we have a talk at Franciscan University. We talked about the history of of uh, Franciscans in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, without actually, we, we didn't we didn't even bother talking about Junipero Serra or Solanus Casey because those those are two, those are too obvious. We went into a number of others. That, yeah, Mother Mary Bentivoglio, mm-hmm. um, Wanda Padilla, the first martyr. Right. Some mm-hmm. of those some of those stories, and uh, that was really fun. Uh, the students had a number of questions for us, so we got to have a little conversation with them, and mm-hmm. that was very enjoyable. Um, and let me see, what else did we do? Well, there's, I mean, there is the big change, uh, you know, you might notice, I'm sure listeners have noticed, we don't have the Ask from SQPN at the beginning uh, of our episodes any longer. And that's, you know, we, we still work with them. They're still producing our episodes for us for a while, but we are in the process of separating from SQPN. Um, You know, we, we love the folks up there. Dom is an old friend. Um, But uh, we, the reason is we just. Yeah, we'll still be working with SQPN and, 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 um, we, yeah, it's definitely not anything that is uh, contentious or, no, no, no. or bad or anything like that. I know I know some people have sort of asked what happened. Um, a large part of it simply is that our episodes take a lot of time and effort to put together. Um, and so we needed to get our own support for that. The other part of it is that um, whereas some people have a nine to five job and can come home and do kind of a, a hobby of putting a podcast together. We have a a, a seven to ten p.m. job, seven a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, let's be clear. <laughs> um, yes. Um, when we started this podcast, Tom was gainfully employed in a nine to five job, uh, but that has since uh, during COVID ended, unfortunately, and or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. it was gainful but painful. <laughs> um, but that has meant that we've. Um, after kind of searching a bit, ended up both of us teaching full time at our Montessori school, which we founded and are uh, in our fifth year of running. And it's now in its uh, sort of transition, I like to say, from the mom and pop to a full blood, full fledged yeah. organization. So a little painful tradi- yeah, <laughs> transition right it's, now. It's a nonprofit. So we say it's it's not really ours. We, we co-founded it. But yeah, so since we're both working there and, you know, we're, we're both in charge of Things like fundraising and a lot of the admin stuff. There's there's just a lot of work that I, I'm also in charge of physical plant stuff for the most part. So there's just a lot going on to keep that going. Uh, Noah handles Noel handles the majority of the admin stuff. Uh, we have help from one of our board members is, is treasurer and she's been very helpful. And then we have more people helping us with fundraising now. But um, and, you know, for anybody who's, who's interested, it's called Hilltop Children's House. Uh, HilltopChildrenshouse.org. Um, right. So the point is like keeping the school running does require a, a lot, lot more of, of our time than a normal nine to five job yes. does. And so um, it means there's less time to, to do the podcast and everything around it. Um, so that's that's part of why, especially if we're not getting a, you know significant support to do the podcast, right. because it's taking away the time that we need to spend. Right. Also making the other job work, I guess you could say. So anyways, all of that 
it sort of led to some discussions with SQPN and uh, sort of a separation so that we could solicit our own supporters. And um, so we're very, very grateful to those of you who have become supporters and are enabling us to continue uh, doing this podcast, even in the craziness of keeping the school running and everything else going Mm -hmm. on. And um, we still love SQPN. Um, I actually am going to be appearing in a couple of episodes with the secrets of uh, TV and movies, talking about some sports movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I'm pretty excited about it. The Pride of the Yankees, huh? Your favorite team? <laughs> no, actually, that's not one of them. But Oh, damn Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> yes. They uh, sort of like Star Trek and... Um, and Marvel movies are, are not so much my thing, but get into sports movies and classic movies, and I'm all over that. Yeah. So I'm excited to be talking about those. A League of Their Own, actually. Oh, that that's a good one. Yes. That is a good one. <laughs> yes. Some of the best lines in movie history. <laughs> oh, man. No crying very in good. baseball. There's no crying in baseball. <laughs> so, yes, I'm very, I'm excited to do Margaret that. Margaret so. Hooch. What a hitter. <laughs> so we'll be, we'll, uh, so, you know, also be working, um, excited to sort of, I guess, cross over into another, another podcast mm-hmm. for, and, you know, contribute a bit there as well. So mm-hmm. that's very exciting. Um, yeah. So anyways, I guess that's mostly what we've been up to this yeah. year. Sounds like, um, a decent amount when you yeah, wrap it all, it all up, now. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, this has been fun. Yeah. Maybe uh, something we should do more often. I don't know. Listeners, do you like this kind of a of Right. Let us know. Actually, also, <laughs> if you've listened this long, congratulations and thank you. Um, but yeah, much longer than normal. But, you know, I mean, this could be something that we could in between our stories, um, since we're not keeping up the every week again with everything else going on, doing every week was just too much for us. So we've kind of pulled back to every other week, hopefully, is our is our schedule right now. But in between something like this, we could possibly do if you had a question or something you wanted to throw our way yes. and have us chat about for a little bit. Honestly, yeah, we could do, do an episode every now and then that's just, you know, looking at viewers feedback and answering yeah. questions or um, thanking, thanking different people for their comments. Because um, we have gotten a fair number of uh, great questions and, and comments and whatnot. And so, e- yeah, emails. Uh, on that, if you uh, if, please, uh, uh, please give us a five star rating and a great review wherever you get your podcast. They help others to find us and just, you know, puffs up our egos and things. So. <laughs> okay, second part, maybe not. A, not Well, no, maybe. no, no, that's not important. That's not important. <laughs> but no, it is true. The more five star, especially five star ratings, um, the reviews are great, too. But Apple, part of their algorithm is looking at how many five star ratings you're getting. And are you getting them, you know, continuing to get them. So the more that people take literally 10 seconds to click five stars, um, especially on Apple, that puts us into their top, uh, you know, top 200 list. And that's where people are going to find us. So um, and definitely, obviously, word of mouth also uh, we ha- we do have social media, but we only have a teeny fraction of our listeners we know following us on social media. Most people are finding our podcast because you are telling them about our podcast. And we are so thankful for you spreading the word and letting other people know about our stories. We love our stories. We think they're so amazing. And we most of all just want other people to hear them and hopefully get as excited about them as we are. Yeah. And come on pilgrimage. 
Come, okay. come, come join us. No, I'm serious. Come join us. Come join us on these great trips where we go and visit the places where these things happened. It really brings it to life. It really, and honestly, if you know, this is also encouragement. If you have some of these, these sites in your own hometown, where you thought, oh, it's just that thing over there. Visit it. It's you know, it, it just be there and read and learn about it and talk to the people who are experts in it and just learn yeah. to experience it. And you it's know, just incredible. We've said it. we, you know, we have right now one pilgrimage out there that we've set up, but if you have some places that you want to go and you want to get a group together and it's possible for us to get there and we can work something out, you know, I, I, we are not opposed to, you know, setting up some mini pilgrimages also. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full five or six day pilgrimage. We could maybe do a long weekend or right. something um, and, and tell some, you know, tell some stories in person. So, you know, we're definitely open to doing some, some traveling and meeting, meeting some of our listeners out there and, yeah. and uh, you know, going places. So. And sharing the great, <laughs> sharing the great times. Anyways. So. Um, I was going to say something else, but then you started talking over me. So now I forget what it was. Emails feedback. Yes. Thank you. All right. I That's what back. I was going to say. Right. What is the feedback at American Catholic history? Feedback at American Catholic history.org. That is our email address. So if you have any comments or suggestions or questions that you might want us to, you know, chat about in another podcast like this, um, let us know. Or if you never want us to do this again, yeah. you can let us know that too. <laughs> Just tell stories. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyways, um, do we have anything else? I do not. All right. Well, uh, just one final word of thanks as to Thank our, so our listeners and especially all of you who are supporting our podcast and our work here. Thank you so much. If you want to support the podcast, go to AmericanCatholicHistory.org slash support. We would greatly value that support and your support will allow us to, as we've mentioned, do some more things like finally get those videos yep. edited <laughs> for yep. all the places that we that we visited so we can we can get some of that out to out to some of you and um and you know who knows maybe even more things we, we've talked about video we've talked about courses. um doing co online courses for homeschoolers books um we have we have a book idea that we started a long time ago we we have a few uh, things put together for it and it's sort of stalled again for for lack of time and needing to do other things that you know make us money um because we do like to uh keep the lights on eat food we like to eat food. Maybe too much. Maybe too much. <laughs> like to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> those funny things. So anyways, um, but but thank you so much to those of you who are supporting us, who are um, allowing us to do that. Thank you to Dom and SQPN um, for helping us, for helping us get started, for uh, all of the support that they've given us. Um, and thank you for for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we hope that you all are having a wonderful Christmas season. We hope you've been able to be with friends and family that you didn't get stuck too much in all of the, the uh, cancellations of the airlines, but made it to your destinations. We hope that you have a, a tremendously happy new year and we will be talking to you with another story uh, in early January. Yeah. Yes, indeed. What's the next topic? I don't know. <laughs> Why did you ask me that? Because you usually have it memorized. I, I don't have it memorized. I have to look it up. Oh, it never is. mind. It'll be great. I'm sure. <laughs> you should have told me you were going to ask that. Okay, cut. Wait, I just on. thought Where's it. No, phone? we're not going. No, 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 no. Forget <laughs> I have it. it somewhere. No, no, don't cut it. We're just going to, we're just going to wrap this up with a bow on it and we're going to. 
power forward to the next episode. And now, folks, you see why we script these and let Dom edit them. (laughs) Have a great rest of your have a great rest of your Christmas season. Have a very happy and prosperous and healthy and blessed New Year 2023. And we will be talking to you soon. We hope to hear from you in in our feedback and comments and whatnot. And we will talk to you again. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you so much. God bless. 